Good evening, fellow Americans. Um, so, I have updates on the Russia situation, as I may have mentioned yesterday. Um, it seems like Russian President Vladimir Putin, um, um, claimed, uh, there was, um, well, anyway, not, maybe not Putin, but, um, there were claims going around, um, from, there were reports coming from Europe that, um, Russia had pulled back some of its troops to send them home after, um, finishing their training exercises during their war games. But, uh, that didn't last very long, did it? So, the State Department hits back at Russia, Russian propaganda says troops moving into fighting positions. This was updated an hour ago. Um... The State Department on, said on Wednesday, hit back on Russia, Russian claims that it is reducing its troop size along the Ukrainian border and said the U.S. is concerned by the great deal of propaganda and disinformation. Earlier this week, Russian officials claimed that it would be reducing its war size along the Ukrainian border after smashing roughly 150,000 troops and deploying 30,000 soldiers in a neighboring Belarus. But despite claims that Russian President Vladimir Putin echoed Tuesday, the U.S. and NATO have said they have not seen no such efforts. We have seen the opposite State Department Press Secretary Ned Price sold proposals Wednesday. In recent days, more Russian forces, not fewer, are at the border. And they are moving into fighting positions. This is cause for profound concern. Russia said on Russia on Tuesday released images depicting trailers being loaded up with tanks and military equipment. But Price said these images are just one element in the Kremlin's disinformation campaign. Over the past several weeks, we've also seen Russian officials and the Russian media plant numerous stories in the press any one of which could be elevated to serve as a pretext for an invasion. Now, if you, if you all remember, a few day, just a few days ago, um, Russia had, um, ha there were rumors going around that Russia could um, stage a video that may have its own troops masquerading as Ukrainian soldiers attacking a Russian base, and they were going to um, stage this video and release it to the public as a pretext to, as an excuse to invade Ukraine and make it look like the Ukrainians had attacked. But really, in reality, the Russians could have very well staged an attack on their own bases and forces just, just to, to justify an invasion of Ukraine to say that they attacked first and let's go get them. Just like us at Pearl Harbor when the Japanese attacked us. Kind of. Um, the press secretary laid out a litany of falsified stories that have made their way into the news cycle, as well as stories that security officials are worried Russia could use. It could involve claims around about Ukrainian military activity in the Donbass, false claims of U.S. or NATO activities on land, at sea, or air, even claims of Ukrainian or NATO incursions into Russian territory. Putin ba baselessly alleged on Tuesday that genocide was being committed against ethnic Russians in the, Don in the Donbass region in Ukraine.
an area that Russia invaded in 2014 and has since backed militarily. Moscow on Wednesday then claimed to have found mass graves in Donbass. These allegations are entirely completely false, Price said. There is no basis of truth in any of these allegations. The Kremlin's attention this week has shifted to the Donbass region located in Ukraine's most eastern flank, and Putin is said to consider severing the international Minsk agreements by recognizing two breakaway regions in Donbass as independent. Now, these these two regions mentioned here were um, are have been in, currently in a guerrilla war with the Ukrainian um, government, and these um, two regions, in in fact, pledged their own independence from Ukraine, um, and unsurprisingly, to the to the east, of course, is Russia, and Vladimir Putin supports these two breakaway regions. And these two republics have declared independence from Ukraine, but they are uh, they are unofficially independent from Ukraine. And Russian President Vladimir Putin is backing, as using the Russian government to back these two separatists. So it's all it's all a small little proxy war going on over here that Putin's got orchestrated. Anyway, let's continue. The State Department warned Putin that this would prompt a firm response from the United States and NATO, and would constitute a gross violation of international law. These are Russian words, and then there are Russian actions, Price said. This is the Russian playbook. They seek to obscure and to hide, he said, he added. So, what does this, you may, you may all ask, what does this mean? So, like I said, I didn't think this was going to be true, that the Russians were pulling troops out of Ukraine. They were pulling out some of their troops into, uh, out of, from Ukraine out of, back into Russia. I mentioned to you all that I thought this wouldn't last long, and or this may not have even been true. And like I said, it's just a, it's just a ruse so that Putin can better prepare himself for the invasion that may, that is likely that is very likely going to take place i'm sure that there's a 90% possibility that russia is going to invade ukraine within the next 48 hours if in my sense anyway but yeah i do generally think that vladimir putin is going to invade ukraine i don't think i don't think Vladimir Putin gives to, um, a flying Adam Schiff if, about what Biden says, or what kind of scare, what kind of sanctions uh, to boot to Vladimir Putin. Now, I'm not saying on the side of the Russians here because Vladimir Putin is a nasty bastard of a president, and he's a nasty, he's a, he's a dirty tyrant. And here in Virginia, we say six semper tyrannis. But from Putin's perspective, he's looking at Biden, right? He sees the he and many other leaders across the world see our chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Many would call it a cowardly retreat. We take our military and we get them out of there, but then we leave our civilians, our allies, and our green card holders and Afghan allies to be slaughtered by the Taliban, and we left our military equipment. 
I think it was what eighty five billion dollars worth of military equipment that we left there for the Taliban to use. Now the media said that this equipment had been destroyed and that it was that that you couldn't use this equipment, but that didn't seem. But that perhaps that doesn't seem like it's very true at all because we we seen we've had there's been videos of the Taliban marching around, parading with our military equipment, pretending to be U.S. soldiers, wearing our armor and using our weapons. And they even had from videos of operational um, Black Hawk helicopters. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they had they had pictures of and videos of our helicopters in working operation. And they had Taliban leaders who were walking up to the helicopters to fly and there are there are Black Hawk helicopters. That we that Joe Biden left there in Afghanistan, but you know the world leaders and especially Vladimir Putin's probably they watched this unfold, and they said, "Oh, America must be very weak. This this President Joe Biden's uh, he's he's a fool. He's an idiot." <laughs> so they're looking at this guy, and they see his, they they're, they're they're thinking, "Oh, so this president had this planned out. This was all staged." It's or maybe it's all a pla- It's all part of his plan. They see that America is weak at the moment. Ha- has a weak leadership. So Biden thinks this is. Uh, um, so um, Putin thinks this is a perfect time. Putin and Xi Jinping think it's the perfect time for them to make their move on the chessboard, and they think and, and Xi Jinping's got his eyes set on Taiwan, and he's got his. Air Force flying over Taiwan all the time, um, seemingly teasing a military invasion, or just simply threatening, or, to- or toying with them. And then Vladimir Putin's toying with the world by surrounding Ukraine with his military on all ground forces. And he's got Biden and everyone else in the world watching. Everyone's got their eyes on Ukraine right now. And what happens? What and what the Russians may when what may the Russians do next? What Vladimir Putin decides to do will change will certainly change the course of this world for the next couple of decades. I would think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but what I may what I'm right about is the world is certainly is that everyone's got their eyes on Vladimir Putin right now. What he's going to do next, and what Moscow decides to do. This is definitely going to trigger a big, a huge reaction, a reaction that we haven't seen since the end of world, since World War Two. And if this, if he pulls this off, this is going to be the biggest. This is going to be the biggest invasion of any country we've seen since World War Two, since the, since Hitler invaded Poland. You know, he would always try and broker deals and say, "Okay, okay, I'll take this one country, and I'll stop." You know. He took he annexed Austria. He took he annexed Czechos, he, he invaded Czechoslovakia, and he's like, okay, I'll take I'll take the Austrian boys' desk. Okay, now I'll ta- now I think I may need some more room. I might take this Czech the Czechoslovakian boys' desk. And oh, Miss uh, Mrs. Teacher, can I take the Polish boys' desk, too? I think I need more room. <laughs> you know. That's where I, that's how I sum it up. <laughs> and you know, so he keeps making these deals 
and um, the English, they, the British, they kept, they kept, they they kept weaning Hitler and like, okay, okay, fine, I'll let you have another dum dum. And they, you know, they keep just, they kept letting him have cookies, and then, and then when he invades Poland, they're like, okay, that's the last straw, we're done, we're done, we can't have this anymore. I think honestly, this is what's going to be going on with Ukraine. They're gonna get, except this time, Germany's gonna be the the country that's gonna be um giving giving um, Russia cookie, giving Putin cookies. Cause you know, cause you know, the Russians have leverage to get the Germans to be weak because they rely the the Germans are relying on Russian oil from a pipeline. And Biden is threatening to shut the pipeline down, so Germany is scared is scared out of their pants because they're gonna lose their oil. If Russia invades Ukraine, because Biden's gonna let Biden and the rest of NATO, they're gonna shut down the, the the Nord Stream two pipeline, which it'll be a good it'll be a good thing and it's a bad thing because first of all it's gonna cripple Germany's economy, which is a bad thing. Second of all, it's also gonna screw up Russia's um economy, which is the whole point. So that way they don't have m- much money to buy any more materials to help build their army and, and help and invade further invade Ukraine. But it's gonna the war the, this invasion is probably gonna have huge um, repercussions um, for the world, and it's just gonna it's gonna hurt us here on the home front too. It'll hurt us pretty bad. Trust me, if you thought things couldn't get any worse here in America. And you think you think the gas prices are bad now? Just wait until Russia invades Ukraine. It's gonna get nasty. I'm telling you. And it won't be us fighting over there. Not as long as it stays in Ukraine, we're not gonna fight over there. But Biden made it clear, and I can't tell you how much I hate this guy. But Biden made it clear if Vladimir Putin goes beyond Ukraine. If he keeps going, if he if he goes to the west, if he if he eats up Ukraine and then decides to go try and expand west and try and eat up NATO, then we're gonna the, he will see the full force of the American military to defend you NATO to the last man to bolster NATO's eastern flank. This is crazy, guys. We've seen Biden in so far as an incompetent fool and a mentally deteriorating man, a shell of his former self. And now he sees an invasion coming, and now he's like, he's gonna, he, now he's, now all of a sudden he thinks that he's a trigger happy, he's a trigger, now he's a trigger happy killer. Uh, So now he's a, so now he's gonna be a trigger happy guy, and he's gonna, this time he's gonna act like a strong man. Now he's going to start thinking that he's Uncle Sam. <laughs> More like Uncle Scam, in my opinion. <laughs> Many of you guys probably share that with me. Joe Biden is literally Uncle Scam. <laughs> and now he's thinks that he's a, now he thinks he's the American strongman. <laughs> and now he's trying to strong arm Putin into not invading Ukraine. And now Putin's making it even scarier. And Biden's opening up a possibility that Russia might not just be looking at Ukraine. Russia might be looking at NATO itself to try and wipe NATO off the board. Now, if that is where this is going, then we're going to be running into World War III here within the next couple of months. 
because if Putin successfully takes out Ukraine, which if he does move on Ukraine, I would expect Ukraine to fall within two days of two days to a week of Russian of the Russian invasion. And if Russia goes in, it's gonna be quick. And it's it's gonna be quick, and they're gonna be steamrolling over them. And that's gonna be bad, fellas. And if and if and if Russia keeps moving west, then they're gonna go. They're gonna eat Poland up, and and it won't just be the Russians moving in. Since 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 the belt since since um Alexander Levchenko of Belarus, the president of Belarus, they they him and um Putin are very close to each other actually. You know, like I said yesterday, uh, Belarus is a dangerous place. And ever since the fall of the Soviet Union, all the rest of the communist, the, the um, ex-Soviet state, um, country, all the ex-Soviet republics, they went, they were independent, including Belarus. But Belarus just just can't seem to get rid of the communist um, nostalgia. So they they still have um, old that they you you could go to Belarus today and you could still see Soviet flags and all sorts of Soviet monuments and everything, monuments, statues of Lenin and and Statues of Vladimir Lenin, Stalin, uh, um, Karl Marx, and Frederick Engels. All these communist statues are still there. They even have their own KGB. That they, they have their own Belarusian KGB. It's a thing. Yes, yeah, so the KGB is still alive and well in Belarus. And it's the last, I'm pretty much the last of its kind. Meanwhile, in Russia, they have the FSB. <laughs> But it's in the same, but it's but they're still headquartered in the Lubyanka building in Moscow. Oh my goodness! But yeah, Belarus is still pretty much full on communist, and they even rigged their elections. But they're not communist in their in their constitution, but and it's a democracy. But you know, the president delays elections and rigs elections and all that crazy mess. So he's been in power for almost twenty years now, maybe twenty five, if you count. Maybe 1995. I don't know. I forget when he got in power. But he's been rigging elections for a long time. I could tell you that. And he's had... He even had um, this one, Olymp- this one um, Olympian during the Summer Olympics, I think. Um, they had, like, government agents that told her she needs to come home. She needs to go home to Belarus and talk to some people. And and apparently, and she had the worst part is she had been involved in um in anti state in in um anti government um protesters and anti government protest uh, groups in Belarus, which is against Alexander Krev, um Levchenko, which ultimately is against the state. So you could think that so you think this um female Belarusian um Olympian. Um, is getting called home because they want they want to take care of her. They want to torture her and probably kill her because she's done things that are against the country. She's done things against against the regime of of, of Levchenko. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Levchenko. It's Lukashenko. So she, so she was put under the protection of the IOC. And an international, um, an international um, co- coalition of um, of uh, guards, and she was she never went back to Belarus. I don't think, 
and she was protected and she hasn't been back to Belarus ever since because she is a wanted woman in her country. She's a criminal. She's a wanted fugitive in her country. And Alexander Lum and Alexander Lukashenko um, branded her a traitor. Branded her a traitor. So, but she, of course, they didn't let it out. They did, it doesn't. It didn't come out of Belarus because they wanted to try and lure her back. So that they wanted to unexpectedly lure her back into the country, so that way they could capture her and do whatever they wanted with her. But thank the Lord, she's safe. I hope she's safe anyway. But I'm sure the KGB has a kidnapping plot to get to capture her and bring her to Belarus. But anyway, Belarus and Russia, they, they're very closely tied together. And, Vlad, and Alexander um, Lukashenko is very tied um, closely to Putin. And if should Ukraine be taken over by the Russians, if they want to move further west, they're likely to um, do a double-pronged invasion of Poland and they'll they'll probably tag team and work together to take out Poland and take and eventually move westward towards um towards um western towards western and northern Europe. They'll move and wipe when they'll wipe out NATO and the European Union and they'll take over Europe and it'll be occupied for the first time in almost eighty five something almost it's the first time in almost eighty three years. That's ridiculous that's Crazy. The first time in almost 79 years. That's crazy. But yeah, this will... This is going to be... This is going to be a, a terrifying couple of weeks to watch. This is really raising the hairs on my back watching this unfold. This is going to be nuts. Anyway, this has been the Weekday Bugle with your, new, with your weekday news. And as always... Um... Um, God bless America, and God bless you all, and hopefully you all may have a good a good evening. Um, and I will, I will um, come back and have another news story tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon or evening. Uh, good night.